Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 73. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guests today are Cosmic Psychos. The legendary punk band from Australia recently released their 11th studio record, Mountain of Piss. In today's episode, we're talking with frontman Ross Knight about the new record, their influence on the Seattle grunge scene, and the Cosmic Psychos wine range. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontman for a legendary Australian punk rock band. They've influenced everyone from Mudhoney to Pearl Jam, and they recently released their 11th studio record, entitled Mountain of Piss. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Ross Knight from Cosmic Psychos. Good morning. Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Marvellous. That's good to hear. Uh, where are you joining us from today? Uh, from the farm. I'm in, uh, I'm in the office at the farm, looking out the window. Uh, Central Victoria. Oh, beautiful. How is the farm? How is business today? Uh, wet and... Uh, Battered and bruised from a day of getting firewood yesterday, so be quiet today. Yeah, no, that's that's very fair. It is Monday. Hopefully, you get a bit of an easy start to the week. Yeah, a few beers yeah. will fix that tonight. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of beers, congratulations! the uh, The new record, Mountains of Piss, is out now. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to make that one. We had a, uh, as usual, it's probably the best time you can have with the band, as they say. Uh, Three of us with uh, Mick from Adelaide locked up in the shed for a couple of days doing a record. We have an absolute ball doing it. It's fantastic. It's um, it's a great record. It's the 11th studio record from you guys, which is a very decent output. Yeah. Well, I suppose you, you can polish a turd. So it's basically <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck with the same turd. We've just made it last nearly 40 years. Look, it's an impressive turd. You have to um, have to be congratulated on that. We're proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> when you are coming round to, uh, I think, as I said, 11 studio records, I think two or three live records, when you're coming back around to, to get the band fired back up again, how do you kind of approach, uh, yeah, starting the machine back up again? Well, it's pretty easy because it, it it never really turns off. It just splatters and idles really unhealthily, just <laughs> ticks away there. Like we always, we keep seem to keep playing regularly and uh, regularly. Yeah, that was a good word. Um, we seem to play enough to just keep to keep the as I said, keep it splattering, and then 
we just decide, well, every three years we just go, well, we should do another record and we just go, all right. So we just, uh, it all comes together pretty quick. I mean, the songwriting process, not that you can tell by the uh, complicated arrangements, but the songwriting process is very easy, very fast and very quick. <laughs> to to my understanding, the record was done or pretty much almost done end of um, 2019. Yeah, we we knocked it off, and then we're sort of all getting ready for it to put it out. But then, um, obviously, the, that sort of first or whatever wave of the COVID came in and sort of buggered everything up. So it was a bit of a wait and see, and no one sort of knew where things were heading and and that kind of stuff. As we we're all still running around now with our hands in the air, going, you know, what's going on? It's uh, I I think then we like everybody, we just sort of thought that you know, something will happen and everything will be okay next year kind of thing. And so that was the delay of getting it out because we're basically, we could do another one tomorrow if we wanted to. We've got that much more material because we've just been sitting around, you know, musically-wise, sitting around doing nothing, so except writing songs. <laughs> we um, we have spoken to a few artists who sat on uh, records for like a few months in because of this same situation. Did you guys ever find yourself revisiting the recordings, or was it just kind of no? We've done it. We've put it away. We'll release it as is. Yeah, we we wouldn't re look if we revisited all of our recordings. We never would have released anything. So we kind of put it out warts and all, and then we realised mistakes and things that you could have made a lot better or done a lot of things a lot differently, but that that's not the way we work. I think just to do something spontaneous and just get it out there and just get it done and dusted and then we just move on to the next load of rubbish, really. Uh, the the songwriting process I know originally back in the day in the when you first started it was between yourself um, and Peter and Bill and then I'm curious how that's kind of changed over time with the lineup changes and then how it's reflected in in the, in the new record. Well, the the songwriting in the early the, the first lineup was basically Peter would write he would probably write one or two songs per album when he was on and I would write most of the music uh, and then Bill would put his hand up because he wanted to sing a song. So he used to write lyrics to a couple of the a couple of the riffs. So we just, you know, we just put down songwriting was shared across the board and uh, then when Peter left, uh, Robbie Rocket didn't ever want to write a song. He just, he was one of the greatest guitar players of ever in the country, but he just didn't want to write a song. Um, and so I used to do the riffs and then Bill would put his hand up and say, oh, well, I want to sing, I've got some words, I want to sing this, I'll use that riff and I'll use that riff. So um, musically-wise, that's probably why it all sounds the same now, although having Macca in the band now, it's great to have him to write um, his own stuff. Like I encourage Macca to write as much stuff as he wants. Dean contributes too because Macca and Dean are actually really good musos. So I've kind of lucked out. I've surrounded myself with blokes that know what they're doing, which means I can just get away with blue murder as per usual. <laughs> That's very fair. Do you find that the um, the inspiration for like the lyrical content for your your songs have changed, or is it kind of in the in the spirit of Cosmic Psychos that it's uh, you're still using those those same kind of um, 
Oh, what's the word? Yeah, I guess there's the, the, the using the same co- uh, not content. Yeah. Yeah, well, sort of. I, I guess I tend to. We've got in trouble over the years for some of the way that some of the songs are written. But I usually write about things that usually piss me off a bit, or <laughs> just everyday dramas. Um, sometimes those songs get interpreted the wrong way. When there's a few songs that people go, "Oh, that's you know, there's a lot of violence in that one," but it, you know, I remember writing a song after watching Once Were Warriors once, and it was basically about domestic violence, and sort of going, "Fuck, how full on that was," and. So, you know, I sort of, a lot of the issues that we write about are sort of topical, but a lot of them are really just day-to-day dramas, like, you know, getting drunk and stubbing your toe. I mean, it happens to everybody every day of the week, <laughs> so why not write a song about it? That's 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 kind of thing. And I don't know, Mountain of Piss, the song Mountain of Piss to me was probably one of the, in my mind, one of the saddest songs I've ever written because that's been written about a couple of blokes who, didn't quite make it up the mountain of piss. They're dead now, and the mountain of piss got them. So, you know, that's sort of about struggles with alcohol and stuff. There's a bit more to it than just a funny cartoon and a and a and you know singing along with a drunk with a heap of yaks, basically. Do you find that some of the um, maybe not the younger fans? It could be anyone really, but do you find that any of the the fans that listen to Cosmic Psychos sometimes? miss that or they'll, they'll come to the gig and it's all about, yeah, getting, just getting pissed and jumping in the mosh? Oh, a, a lot of people get it. I mean, we've gone through different stages where people really jack up against us a bit, but when they get to know us and actually get get what we're doing, I mean, um, which is not much, but we're singing about stuff that actually really does happen and that kind of stuff. And we're not preaching. We never preach. Uh, another thing about coming to a psychos gig is actually probably I, I just like the way the audience feels like they're they're no different to us and they can just actually relax at a psychos gig and you know we are by no means perfect a perfect band um, no one's perfect but it's uh, I just find that it's a good psychos gig we, we, we're just at one with every punter in the room and with everyone there you know whether it be people working there or people that have, you know, paid their hard earned to come and see us. So I think people get it. They get it now more than what they did. It um, There appears to be a, a certain, not even likability, but as, as you just kind of touched on that, the, I think one of the endearing charms of the, the band is the fact that you guys do come across as, and I'm sure are, like just lovely everyday regular blokes. Yeah, well, it's, it's always been our way. I mean, for years, you'll it used to people used to say about the band, it hasn't changed much, and that's like if you want to catch up with the band, don't go backstage because we'll be at the front having a beer with someone. And it's <laughs> like when we do Europe, we're sort of forever. We, we just love going back over to Europe and back over to the states because you get to a venue and you're catching up with mates. You know, they're, they're people that came along and saw a psychos gig in the 80s, but we're meeting them, meeting their kids, you know, sitting around having a beer, going out for dinner. As I said, we're, we're happier on, on on the floor side of the stage, not hiding out the back. Yeah, I think that that's kind of in, in the research that I did for today, it came across that there's a lot of people that love you a lot, uh, one, for the music, but also for that fact as well, that you can go up and have a chat with you guys and kind of just 
are able to relate to you in, in a very, um, in a way that people or musicians don't anymore, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's easy, especially easy for me because I don't really class myself as a musician. You know, this is a little part-time hobby that I do and, you know, I'm, I'm just like everyone else, mate. I just, you know, I've, I've got my kids, I've got my work, I've got my family and, you know, at the end of the day I like sitting up in the shed with my dog having a beer, you know, tinkering away with a motorbike or making <laughs> grand plans about something. Yeah, no, that's that's very fair. I can respect that. For for a part time hobby, it's a very um, it's a very impressive one. Um, there's a lot of uh, talk, and then again in, in the research I did for today, I was aware of the Cosmic Psychos and your back catalogue, but I was less aware of um, and it's detailed in the documentary that um, came out a few years ago about yourselves. But the, you guys had quite a big influence in the grunge scene in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that comes up a lot. I, I, uh, you know, uh, uh, we just got along with everyone. And now whether whether that was a, a musical influence on them, which I, I, I don't know about that, but but maybe the attitude about not being, not taking everything too seriously, and just um, the enjoyment factor. I mean, we would obviously. We played with a lot of a lot of different bands, but you know, was it the novelty factor? Uh, I don't know. But we were just who we are and what we are, and I think we just had a lot of fun. And as I said, didn't didn't take it too seriously. And I could, why would you? It's you know, music's there to be enjoyed, really, not to be, um, you know, not to sort of bring you down. And unfortunately, that happens a lot too. People get too much pressure and that kind of stuff. I mean. It's great. We get to play in front of uh, thousands and thousands of people, or ten people. We sort of have we end up having just as much fun either way. And but it's been watching bands go like you know from from the, the level of of you know we're kicking around like us to all of a sudden being the biggest bands in the world. It's a pretty amazing thing to to observe, really, and how they handle it or don't handle it. It's all pretty um. Pretty much, uh, yeah. It's just interesting to, to have a look at it all. Of course, have there um, has there any been? I think some of the bands that you were hanging out with and, and played with back then in the late eighties, early nineties included like Mud Honey and um, who else? I think uh, I know that you've influenced Pearl Jam and, and Melvins as well. But um, at at that stage, did it feel like the, the Cosmic Psychos could have taken that? similar route as well in terms of going stadium band and was it not something that you guys felt was was a psychos kind of thing? I, I don't know. I know Bill Bill and Pete were very ambitious to sort of go, really go, get somewhere. Um, and then Bill, Bill was very driven to be successful and I think he, we had some very, very good management which also helped get us on some bills under some good gigs and that kind of stuff. But, um, look, there was it was half-assed. There, there was sort of a few half-assed offers to maybe go and ugh, sign something and maybe live overseas for 11 months or something like that. But, geez, it didn't take long to listen to some horror stories from L7 and 
then you see, you know, the pressure that was mounting on Nirvana and how much that maybe they weren't enjoying it as much as what they used to enjoy it. And then just as I said, and then L7, why went and signed a, I think it was a six or seven album deal. Um, and then, boy, they made them work for 11 months of the year. You know, it's just, it, it just seemed to me, seemed like that would be a, a nightmare, a nightmare where, you know, yeah. we were in that position where we could go off and play and, you know, it wouldn't matter. You could be in New York, London, Paris, wherever you name it, we can go there, but we can still come home the next day and just go and have a beer in the pub. So <laughs> quite happy with that one. I, I, I'm very happy the way it turned out, you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I can definitely understand. I think it is very admirable that uh, a lot of people would, I think, like, as you said, there are some ridiculous deals in music, six, seven album deals, all that kind of shit. And um, I think that the fact that you guys have continued to do your thing on your own terms is a very impressive um, feat. Well, as I said, it all goes down to the uh, motivation and ability. So we're, we're working within our constraints. We just, I just don't think, I don't think we could, we could do much else. Well, it's just, you know, we just do what we can do. You know, man's got to know his limitations, as Clint Eastwood once said. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, the Cosmic Psychos are also known around Australia as one of the, um, one of the best live acts uh, to, to see. Next month, actually, the end of this month, sorry, you guys are going back on tour, hopefully, with all COVID things aside. Um, are you excited to be able to take this this record on the road? Yeah, look, we are. We're, we're sort of really keen. It's the longest break I've had for 40 years without playing live, you know. It's, we've only done one show this year, and that was at the Forum in Melbourne. We had to do two shows in the one day because of the uh, – because of this – people per square metre, whatever it is. And, um, and no, it's just good to get out again because I, I just want to spend time with, with Dean and Macca and Al and, and everyone else that, that we know around the venues because we're all going back to places we've, we've played before and we know everyone there and catch up with our mates and, and just get the just, – I'm just really disappointed the way the music industry and the whole entertainment industry has been treated through all this. It's – it's crazy. I mean, when we did the gig at the Forum, I think you could only have 600 people at each show or something like that. The tickets were limited, but you stick your head out the door and you watch a tram go past and there's 40,000 people at the footy. I mean, really? 
it's sort of a bit disappointing that way and, you know, and it's, I'm all right. We're lucky. We're one of the few bands that have, you know, we've had something else to do and all I've ever said to the younger bands that we play with is don't give up your day job because you never know what's going to happen. Well, bloody well happened, didn't it? So um, we're okay. People that work in the industry, they're not okay. And a lot of the younger bands, they're not okay too. So it's quite a sad thing what's happening. Is is everyone still going to be still doing it in a couple of years? Don't know. Exactly. We've been talking to a few people. Do you think that the, um, the, the government have kind of let down artists and musicians when, as you said, like seems to be that there's 40,000 at the footy, but a hundred people inside the forum. Yeah. And it's like, look, I, I do, I do, look, I don't like, I don't like criticizing anyone because I'm not up there with, with, with everything, but look, it, it, it just appears to me in my humble opinion that, yeah, they've really pulled the wool out of the, the, the rug out of underneath the feet. And it's, you know, as I said, we're lucky because, you know, we've been doing it for that bloody long and we don't plan to stop. You know, we, we reckon we've got another 15, 20 years. As long as our hearts are beating, we'll be, we'll keep going. So we're not, <laughs> we're in a beautiful situation where we, we don't have to go anywhere um, and we'll just bumble along. But, you know, I just feel for, for, you know, the crew, you know, the lighting people, all the way for the people that pick up the empty cans at the end of the night. I mean, it's just yeah. devastating. It's devastating. And unfortunately, a lot of the younger bands work in the entertainment industry, like, you know, do a bit of bar work or, you know, they try and keep involved in that whole circle. Well, they've got nothing. You know, they can't play. They can't even pick up a, a dirty glass. You know, it's, 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 it's really, no, I really feel for a lot of, especially the younger bands. It is um, a bit of a dire situation for them at the moment. So hopefully mm. in the next few months, vaccines, everything else that rolls out, that we're able to get to some normalcy with, with gigs and things like that. Um, as, yeah. as you kind of touched on, it's almost 40 years. I think next year is 40 years since the inception of Cosmic Psychos. Can we expect anything uh, in celebration? Uh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about that yet. Um, <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Yep. I guess something might pop up, might, something might pop up somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's very fair. Uh, we will keep our eyes peeled for that. Uh, I'm curious on your thoughts, Ross, in terms of, uh, I guess you call them like the next generation of kind of Australian punk I feel that there's a bit of a, a through line with yourself and uh, bands like The Chats. Um, have you kind of come across band, those bands and, and I guess what are your thoughts on them continuing or carrying the torch that was once lit by yourselves? Oh, look, I think it's great. I mean, we, we, so we, we gave a little nod to the future of, of Australian rock in the Mountain of Piss animation video where we've got the chats make a little appearance, the June rats <laughs> make an appearance and Amel and the Sniffers make an appearance and we've been lucky enough to play with all those bands, the Junies when they were just just bubbling under um, and then taking the chats on tour with us a few years ago and then also doing a heap of gigs with Amel and the Sniffers and 
I mean, with young bands like that, and, and there's more, there's there's a lot of really, really, really good bands out there that we've played with. And I think, you know, once hopefully when there's the, the proper support and everything, but no, I'm very happy with the future of it. I mean, you know, look at look what Amal and the Sniffers are doing overseas now and look what the Chats are doing overseas. I mean, they've... The, Probably Australian music is more popular, say, in the UK now um, than what it's been since maybe ACDC first went over there back in the in the late seventies. Mm. They've really they're playing they're playing some pretty serious audiences and stuff over there. It is. It's. I think that Australia, Australian music as a whole is having a really good moment. But um, yeah, the, the punk scene seems to be doing quite well in terms of, as you said, like I had Amel and the Sniffers and the June Rats as well. I think that you've got all these Australian punk bands kind of just kicking goals in Europe, the US, and um, even within the Australian scene, I think the Gene Rats are on like, um, fuck, who is it? Someone, like a pop star's new album, like they're kind of pushing those boundaries and, and getting it out there. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. And, and you know what, I really, they're all really good people too. They are lovely, lovely people to deal with. As I said, we had a ball on tour with them, you know, it's sort of, uh, you know, I'm old enough to be all their dads, if not their granddad. <laughs> but when we're out there having a few drinks and having a bit of fun, it's like we're all we're all exactly the same age with a beer in our hands and just having a laugh. And those bands, like I don't know the ins and outs. I'm sure everyone has their moments. But see, we psychos, we don't argue about anything because it's it's you know why would why would two bald men argue over a comb? So. Um, but look, we love we love their company, and, and a lot of other bands. There's so many other bands out there that we played with that are they're just great, great to deal with, um, and just great to hang around. Great, fantastic. No, it is um, it is a very exciting time in Oz music, as we said. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on was, uh, as you said, we we're talking about Mountains of Pierce. We we're talking about having a beer for a very beer focused band. You guys have gone and released two wines. Uh, the Cosmic Psycho Shiraz and the Blonde Psycho. Yeah. Well, is this from your vineyard or your cousin's vineyard? Yeah, no, it's from my vineyard here at the farm. So I think I, I remember seeing the ACDC wine released oh, years and years and years ago, and I thought, oh, yeah. Anyway, that was just, I don't know, a truckload of bloody bat piss from South Australia. It was horrible. I know people had bought it. It was, it was absolutely horrible wine. I remember thinking, well, I've got a vineyard here. We should do, just for a laugh, we'll do a band, a, a band wine. And basically my cousin found a couple of barrels of wine that he was storing for me and I went, oh, bugger it. So we just sort of thought, look, we'll just do a limited a limited run. It's actually not a bad drop. And it was, it's been quite a good, fun thing to do, actually, just sort of... Uh, you know, I don't mind the odd glass of wine. I've got 10,000 vines and I've sort of gone off drinking wine, 23, 24 years looking after a vineyard. Now, that's why I like beer. Could we expect a Cosmic Psychos beer at any point? That has been talked about, um, but, again, that sort of all got shelved uh, sort of before the world fell apart. Could be, but I'm, I'm actually, to, later on today, I'm going to go out and start pruning. There's a... There's, we're going to hopefully have enough uh, a Merlot next year to do a Mad Macca Merlot. So there could be the uh, there could be another another one coming up. That's very exciting. We'll keep our eyes peeled uh, for that one, and we'll make sure that we put the uh, the links in the in the podcast episode for the the current wines that are out. 
No worries. It's a good drop. It's um, we haven't got it here in uh, we're we're based in South Australia. We haven't got it here yet, but we'll make sure we get some some bottles over. No, good. No, we'll we'll, we'll get some. We'll get some headed over that way. It's actually it's, it's a bit of fun. It's a good drop. And I'll, I'm not putting down South, South Australian wine, by the way. When I said ACDC <laughs> used to truck a lot of that, it was, <laughs> it was uh, good wine over there. We, look, I know we've got some good wine and some some wine that is bat pissed. So I, I there was no offence taken. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, thank you very much uh, for your time today. Thank you for being on the podcast, and um, congratulations again on Mountain of Piss. No worries, mate. Thank you very much, and take care. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Ross Knight for his time. Mountain of Piss is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the record or buy tickets to their tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Amy at Death Proof BR for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlist streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.